0: their screams
1: greetings ghouls and creeps and welcome to listen to their screams a horror podcast i am one of your hosts dave and i'm joined as always by the other host ike ike how are you
0: you know i i'm good i'm feeling very christmas i'm feeling very festive thanksgiving is over
1: that's right. Thanksgiving's over as this episode drops. It is officially December, and that means we're in that uh, that holly jolly time of year. And uh, yeah, I mean today we're going to discuss Black Christmas from 1974, a Christmas horror film. We got a whole month full of Christmas horror, classic, new. It's going to be it's going to be fun. Uh, I I love when you can combine interests, and then you know, and I love Christmas and I love horror, and you know, so when there's some uh when there's some festive you know, slaying going on. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> well, before we dive into everything today, uh, wherever you're out there, make sure you subscribe to us on whatever platform it is. And thank you for listening and uh, subscribe or follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Letterboxd. You can find us on all those platforms by looking up, listen to screams. That is listen, the number two and screams. Uh, as always, thank you all for supporting. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for your feedback and of course, a special thank you to Monica and Kayla, our two wives for, well, putting up with our dumb asses all this time <laughs> and, uh, and all their support and research and, and ideals and, and, you know, for, for, I, you know what, I, I talk a lot right at home. I, I'm not a, I'm not an outgoing person in public and with other people, but when I'm at home, right, I'm, I'm, I'm always making noise and talking some shit and and weird stuff pops in my head and I've got 50 million interests and, you know. My wife must be on the verge of sainthood to, to listen to some of the shit that I ramble about sometimes. <laughs> there are times when even I think, "What the fuck am I even talking about anymore?" But uh, I, yes, no, I'm the same way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I never get any shit about it. I, it's, it's, I think that's a sign of true love. Is, you right. Know, I, I'm allowed to spew my gospel, my weird ass shit, and then I don't, I don't get grief for it. So, uh, well, anyway, thanks to them for that and for everything else. <laughs> And as always, uh, we will issue a spoiler warning. Uh, this is a movie podcast, a movie review podcast, and we do discuss movies uh, and we try not to give away the whole the whole ball of wax. But uh, in the course of discussions, of course, things will be uh, revealed, especially when we have a movie that, you know, from 1974, I'm not too worried about that. I, I, I think the statute of Limitations is right out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but uh, so Ike, uh, besides uh, Black Christmas, uh, what'd you watch this week? Anything good?
0: Oh, yeah, honestly. um, Well, first and foremost, uh, I'm going to be real with you. I honestly did not watch any movies. I've been watching a lot of TV shows. Um, Still watching Criminal Minds. Uh, Again, not horror, but I would consider it horror adjacent sometimes. But more importantly, I finally caught up on the Walking Dead. I finished the uh, last season yeah. of Walking Dead. So uh, I've spent most of my time doing that. Those are some long ass episodes.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you got all the way through to the series finale and
0: everything? Yep. I finished the whole series finale. Um obviously I haven't finished Fear or Worlds Beyond. Yeah. But me uh yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we won't we won't give away much here because that's still pretty new, pretty fresh. And there might be some people out there that haven't seen it. But, man, there's all sorts of emotions there at the end, isn't there?
0: Honestly, it, a lot of people complained about like online, they complained about the uh, the finale, like how it all ended. And honestly, I got to say, um, as far as like finales go, I was relatively happy with how that turned out, really. I yeah. I, I mean, what, what,
1: what was going to happen? What did they think was going to happen? They knew yeah. there was some other spinoff shows that wasn't going to, like, wrap everything up. I mean, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, it you know, there were tears. There were gut-wrenching moments. There was uh, some, you know, I, I don't want to say shocks, but there were some, you know, pleasant surprise type things. There was, you know, some things that were wrapped up nicely and uh, makes me excited about the spinoff shows and everything else. I, I don't know. I was pleased. I mean, it's – man, I I don't know. I've, I've dabbled in not, like, TV writing, but I've dabbled in a little writing in my day. I, I got to think finales and endings are hard yeah i mean i don't you know you're never going to appease everybody anyway but but anyway uh so is that it then that's you said that just that maybe the criminal minds walking dead
0: yep still catching up with criminal minds and i finally finished walking dead i think that's the my my major accomplishments this uh this week
1: yeah well i mean with the holiday and everything and a little travel where we got i mean i didn't get to watch a whole lot i did watch on thanksgiving uh you know while i was staying out of the way of the kitchen and all the activities uh, i did watch pilgrim on Hulu that we, we spoke of last episode, uh, and uh, I, I quite enjoyed it. It was fun, yeah. something something fun to watch on on Thanksgiving. And then besides that, really all I've watched, uh, I did watch the first three episodes of the new Netflix series uh, Wednesday, based on Wednesday Addams, spinning out the Addams Family. And oh, uh, very
0: cool!
1: Man, I'm hooked. It is fun. It is good. I I like it. I'm not a, I'm not a huge Addams Family guy. I mean I I like it. It's okay, but I was more of a Munsters guy. And but this man, this is good. I mean, and if I, I know there maybe there's people out there that have trepidation, thinking, ah, oh, the Adams family is kind of goofy. I don't, man, this is not this is not goofy. <laughs> this is nothing, nothing like that. Uh, well, it's this is what uh, I've you know, I've not read a lot or seen a lot of the 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 original Adams family, you know, the, the comics and things that comic strips and things that this spun out of. Uh, but I think this is a little bit more true to that kind of darker, grittier thing. It's 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 very cool. I very much like it. Uh like I said I think there's I don't know what there is. 8 episodes, 10 episodes, I I'm, I'm not even sure.
0: Uh, yeah. But I've seen I've seen 3. Yeah, I've not uh, watched it yet, but I am going to watch it soon. I have heard good things about it.
1: Oh, it's great. I love it. I'm I'm and uh, uh oh, it's everything. I, it's great. Acting's great, scenes are great, setting's great. It's kind of like I uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's kind of like uh, Adam's Family meets Harry Potter. You'll when you watch some of it, you'll see what I'm saying. It's uh,
0: Harry Potter.
1: It's yeah, it's it's good. I'm like it. But you know what else is good, I games. I like games. And I like lists. So that's why we play every episode the top three. Top three. <laughs> and this time on top three, we are going to talk about our top three favorite movie uh zombie movies. Not movie, zombies, zombie, zombie movies. That's very, very important that uh I know when we we, we brought this up, you had to you, you see you know, some clarification from me is are we talking about zombies in movies or movies about zombies? So it's, it's very important that our top three favorite zombie movies uh, is what we're going to do. And a, the key word we play top three is favorite. Right. We don't think these are the best per se. Even we don't think that uh, that maybe whatever you whatever. This is just our favorite. What we enjoy, what I like. Uh, you know, if we throw on a movie, th- these are them. So I, are you ready uh, to play top three? I think I am. All right. I don't know who's, I don't know. I try to go back and forth with who starts. I don't know. I lose track, but why don't you start? What is your, your number three favorite zombie movie?
0: Absolutely. My number three, and this one might be a little out there. It is the Return of the Living Dead 2 from 1988.
1: Um, <laughs> the, you went a little deep with that one.
0: Yeah, yeah. This this one's this one's a little bit of a deep cut. Um so Return of the Living Dead, um it was so for people who don't know, um Night of the Living Dead was uh George Romero's masterpiece from nineteen sixty-eight, but George Romero and the other guy who I can always never forget remember his name, they had different ideas of how zombie movies should be. So they went in two different directions. One of them went on to make George Romero's classics, the you know, dawn of the dead, day of the dead, so on and so forth. And then the other guy went on to make return of the living dead. Right. So one of the biggest uh, differences is that in the return of the living dead movies, they eat brains. They don't eat flesh like they do in the, of the dead series. So, uh, return of the living dead two is one of the ones that I watched when I was a kid. Like I was really young when I watched this, like probably like 12, 13, probably. Um, and I just have a very, very s- distinct memory of this movie. It's very goofy. It's very cheesy, but I love it. Um, it's one of those ones that I'll put on. Um, if you want to watch it, you have to buy it on Prime Review Voodoo.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny to me because I'm sure there were other things, right? I'm, I'm sure there are other things that caused this split between these two, right? Right. Uh, and their are differences. But it's only I, I, people that are truly geeks about things and very passionate about things as I am an example of for many, many things <laughs> can truly relate to the fact that there's a split between two people based on whether a zombie eats flesh or brains.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I and, You know, I, I've subscribed to the flesh theory personally, but I Me don't too. hate on the brains. I don't hate on the brains.
1: That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, my number three is kind of in that other vein. Then I'm taking the other road because my number three is from 1978, Dawn of the dead, which you mentioned, so I'm going the Romero path there. This to me uh, is is a uh, this is prime Romero. I, I love Night of the Living Dead. Don't get me wrong, it's classic uh, for what it is, right? And especially the importance uh, in, in movie. But man, Dawn of the Dead is 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 amazing, right? The movie's great. It's got everything. It's 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 a statement on commercialism. Um, it, that is one of my uh, top movie filming sites that I want to visit. Is that mall? Uh, And everything else. So, uh, yeah, that's my number three. Uh, While you went with the one path with the brain path, I went with the flesh path and with Dawn of the Dead from 1978. So that brings us to number two. Ike, what is your number two favorite zombie movie?
0: So I want to say I love George Romero. I love Dawn of the Dead. I would. So, like, this was hard for me because I love Dawn of the Dead. I was going to put Dawn of the Dead as my number two. But I, I have a very special place in my heart for Day of the Dead from 1985. Um, so I, I love George Romero. I love Don the Dead so freaking much, but I love Day of the Dead, too. It's like Day of the Dead has this kind of weird like um, I would say it's kind of ethereal in a way. It's kind of like this weird like you know, cabin fever where these guys are like, Hey, there's literally nobody left. It's just us in this bunker. And they're just trying to, trying to make do, they're trying to survive. And, you know, and, and day of the dead has been remade a few times, but the original from the eighties is just so good. I love it. Um, I love the gore. This just, it's very creative. Um, I think there's a scene in day of the dead that I always go back to. It was uh the The zombie's laying on the table. He's cut open, and uh, they're trying to do tests on him. But he stands up, and all of his guts fall out. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I love it.
1: Yeah, that that is a good one. That was actually a, Day of the Dead was actually on my my short list. Did not make my top three though. Um, my my I, I went I went slightly different pass with my top two. I I don't know. Uh, I I'm not saying these are like a. What do I want to say? I don't say these are controversial choices, but these right. the, my my top two are very personal favorites of mine and uh starting with my number two from 1985 reanimator i absolutely fucking love reanimator i watch reanimator i I bet i watch reanimator five or six times a year love it i i i love hp lovecraft and i think this is i know this is you know i wouldn't say it's a a uh (laughs) like a true telling of the hp lovecraft stories but uh I i love jeffrey combs playing herbert west in it um I just, I love this movie. I, I love, <laughs> I love the, the reanimations in it. I love the, the day glow, uh, whatever you want to call it, substance that he makes to, to bring them back. Um, I, I just, I, I love this movie. It's it's cheesy. It is so eighties. Uh, it is a, a personal favorite movie of mine that I put on all the time and watch. So my number two favorite zombie movie is reanimator. Uh, I, I, I assume you've seen reanimator, right? i
0: you know what i have actually never seen reanimator i oh i know that it. you love it and i you're, i really need to watch it
1: you're lucky i don't just end the call now I just <laughs> <laughs> yes you have to watch reanimator that is your mission then sometime over the next few weeks is just watch Re- i mean at some point i i, I feel like we got to review it because i love it so much um but uh yeah you got to watch reanimator oh my god i mean there's a reanimator too it's pretty it's all right too it's it's not bad uh I think it's called. Well, I think there's a Bride of Reanimator. There's all that kinds of things. <laughs> but, uh, th- but the first one is is uh I love it. So uh, that brings us to our number ones, Ike. So what is your number one favorite zombie movie? Oh Lord. So uh,
0: my number one, and I really went back and forth on this. There's a lot of honorable mentions that I could just start r- rambling off. Like there's so many good zombie movies. I would say zombie movies in general is one of my favorite genres. So I've seen a lot of them. But my number one. Is Train to Busan from 2016. Um, oh. Train to Busan. It was one of those movies that I had no concessions going into it. I knew it was a Korean film. I knew it was, um, you know, it was going to be a subtitled film. Um, I've watched it both subtitled and dubbed. They're they're both good. I like the subtitles better, um, just because you get to hear the actors' actual voices and their act- actual emotions. But um, yeah, so Train to Busan, for people who don't know, is it's a Korean zombie film from 2016. Uh, we are actually, the uh, us, us Americans, uh, us settlers, are actually making a uh, version of it ourselves, which should be coming out in the next year or two. Um, but it, so much emotion in Train to Busan. This was one of those movies I watched, and like by the end of it, you know, like I have tears in my eyes. I'm like, I, this was a horror movie, and it was so terrifying because of how hopeless things felt but like at the same time, it like your it tugs at your heartstrings and it tugs at just all of that like thought process of what would happen if the zombie outbreak just suddenly happened. So, uh, super good, Train on one hundred percent recommend it. You can pretty much watch it anywhere for free.
1: <laughs> well, see if if oh, I guess if you have the assignment to watch Reanimator animator, animator, excuse me, I then I have the assignment to watch that because I've never seen that either. So there we go. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll have to watch each other's uh, zombie movies over the next few weeks. <laughs> My number one, and I think anybody that knows me will probably not be shocked by this, although it may not be one that pops to mind. Um, my number one favorite zombie movie of all time is the horror comedy Shaun of the Dead from 2004. Oh, yeah. I, am, I, I love uh, the, the uh, what do they call it, the Cornetto Trilogy or whatever. I love with Simon Pegg and uh, Nick Castle and all, or not Nick Castle, uh, Nick Frost, <laughs> Nick Castle's uh, Michael Myers. But uh, <laughs> but Shaun of the Dead, to me, is the epitome. It is the epitome of their, uh, their horror comedy I've always been disappointed by the fact that there was a, uh, there was a, what, there were a proposed sequel that was going to, uh, dive into, what was it, werewolves or something, I think. Um, yeah. I can't remember what they were going to call it. They, they had a trick, kind of a catchy name, like Shaun of the Dead for it, too. And I can't remember what it was now. Anyway, uh, but I, I love Shaun of the Dead. I love, I love that it, it pays so much tribute to George Romero and, and the way it does. I love, you know, the comedy of, 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 of Peg and Frost. Um, and uh, I just like these two guys, you know, being so—I don't know—so so comedic and matter of fact in the in the midst of this of this uh, this outbreak and the, what's going on. So that is my number one favorite zombie movie, Shaun of the Dead. So again, oh, we'd we'd love to hear uh, what you know, you as the listeners, what you like. So uh, hit us up on the social medias uh, and let us know what your favorite zombie movie is. And uh, you know, you can tell us whether you agree, disagree, uh, you know, whether we're geniuses or dumbasses whatever you think. Um, That's okay. It's just an opinion. Uh, So uh, let's take a brief break. And when we come back, we'll talk about news and upcoming releases. Listen to their screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code. Listen to screams at checkout. That is listen to number two and screams, or you can click the link in the show notes. Okay, now let's discuss a few news items uh, that we think uh, you, the listener, should hear about. Uh, There's a convention coming up December 17th and 18th called Terror Fest 2022. Uh, It is held at the Lone Star Convention and Expo Center in Conroy, uh, Texas. Excuse me, It's the inaugural convention produced by Silverback Events. It includes a battle of the bands, costume contest, selfie stations, escape rooms, haunted house, celebrity signings, gaming rooms, special effects workshops, uh, macabre artists, vendors, and much more. Uh, if you love Christmas, you love a uh, and, and terror, you know, fine stuff. Uh, you don't want to miss this event. Um, I, I I love the fact that this time of year, it seems like everything's jacked at the other end of the country for me. And there's no <laughs> chance that I'm going to get to go see any of these things, but anyway, uh, talking some merchandise news. There is a, uh, this has been all I've seen this all over social media. Uh, they, they must've, I don't know how much they have sunk into ad revenue, on social media apps but i have seen this everywhere uh pre-orders are now open for the texas chainsaw massacre board game at trickortreatstudios.com it's 59.95 uh, us dollars it's estimated to ship uh beginning in march 2023 it's based on the original 1974 film uh and the gist of the game is the player's van is out of gas leaving them stranded and at the mercy of the slaughter family work together and push your luck to escape it's a cooperative game where all players win or lose as a group. You pull tokens—excuse tur- uh, me—tokens from a gruesome bag. You take actions, but you be careful. Pulling too many may antagonize the Slaughter family. Um, sounds fun. I'm—I'm—you know—I like board games. I like theme board games, and I'm very curious uh, to play a game based on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, so I may have to—to uh, to get that and check it out. Uh, you know, when it is—is is actually released. Uh, some birthdays. Absolutely. Yeah, so sorry I didn't need to catch you off. Here.
0: No, you're good. <laughs> I, I was just saying it sounds like fun. I you don't see a whole lot of I would say horror board games, so I'm down.
1: No, <laughs> I, I have a I have a board game called Horrified that's based on the Universal Monsters, and I attempted to play it one time, and man, it is it is super complicated. I, <laughs> I, I and I'm just like I just gave up. I mean we were like ah forget it because it's it's one of those things. It's like I don't know. It's not cut and dry, right? Like there's like. If this, then this, and blah, blah. I mean, there's so many – I don't know. It's just like, hey, you know, board games, man, you should be able to to get half drunk and play them and to still be able to get through it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but I think I would give a, I'd give a shot to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Uh, sounds like my kind of thing. So some birthdays coming up. On December 4th, Tony Todd has a birthday. Of course, Tony Todd, most known uh, for Candyman. Uh, then Amy Acker has a birthday on December 5th. Uh, she was in the TV shows Angel and Supernatural. And in Summerhalder has a birthday on December 7th, known for Vampire Diaries and V-Wars. Um, and then some upcoming releases. And as we enter the Christmas season, if you're looking for some from some shows that kind of have a little bit of horror, spooky vibe uh, that maybe uh, dabble in the Christmas. Uh, maybe check out season three, episode 10 of Buffy the Vampire. Excuse me, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, the episode's is called Amends. Uh, and it's a it's a pretty good Christmas horror rewatch. It's a Christmas Carol type story surrounding Angel, uh, who's the uh, the dreamy looking vampire that has a soul uh, that Buffy's you know madly in love with uh, and the torment of his past versus his present and future. And uh, you can watch it for free on the Roku channel uh, and on Hulu with a subscription. And coming up streaming on December 1st, that is the day this episode drops, there's a movie called Troll coming to Netflix. It is a subtitle, a movie with subtitles. Uh, it's deep in the Dover Mountain in Norway. Something gigantic wakes up after a thousand years in captivity. The creature destroys everything in its path and quickly approaches Oslo. Uh, Ike, before we recorded today, I, I watched the trailer. of This man, it looks, it looks pretty good. It's, it's like a, uh, uh, it's like, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a creature movie essentially. It's a gigantic ass troll. Uh, and uh, I, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm typically, I'm not a big movie with subtitles kind of guy, but I might give this one a shot. Like, have you heard anything about troll?
0: Um, so I, I've not heard anything about this movie specifically, but I have heard of a similar esque movie called Troll Hunter, um, which has a very similar like synopsis, but it's from like twelve years ago. It was also it's a foreign language film. Um, but no, I mean I think I'd watch this. I mean I I I like kind of the creature feature, and I think I've said it before on here. We don't see a whole lot of creature features in this day and age, so I, I no. definitely will give it some action because uh, I want to see more.
1: <laughs> yeah, it looked pretty good from the truth. The troll looks pretty good, and uh, it had me kind of chuckling because there was like a footprint or something or other uh, that they encountered, and they, one guy asked something about what is that, you know, what could have made that or whatever, and the one guy chuckled and said King Kong. So I don't know. There was <laughs> something, something I found funny about that. I don't know why. Uh, but then coming out in theaters on December 2nd nationwide, Violent Night. Uh, when a group of mercenaries attack the estate of a wealthy family, Santa Claus must step in to save the day and Christmas. It's starring David Harbour from Stranger Things, Beverly D'Angelo from the Vacation Movies, uh, John, let's see, let's see if I can get his name right here, John Leguzamo, right? That's how you say it, isn't
0: it? Yep, John Leguzamo. <laughs> I, I always
1: struggle over his name, uh, who's been in many, many things. Uh, and uh, we plan to try to watch this. Go watch this and review this next week. I actually watched the trailer for this, too. Uh, and, uh, man, it looks pretty it looks pretty fun. Uh, like I said, these guys are, they're, uh, they're trying to, to rob this family. Apparently it's a very wealthy family. And, uh, <laughs> the, the robbery occurs as Santa is in, has appeared in the home to, uh, you know, leave his gifts. And, uh, he's kind of stuck there and, uh, well, he has to, he has to get a little violent and save the day. Uh, Ike have you heard much about uh, violent night.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I actually watched the trailer for this a couple of times. I, uh, recently I, mean, I wouldn't say recently but when I went and saw um I'm trying to figure out I remember whatever movie it was that I watched last it was either Terrifier 2 or uh one of the other movies I've seen but anyways I saw a trailer in theaters for it and um uh, honestly it looked really good I, I I was chuckling so I'm like uh cause first of all I love David Harper but I was chuckling because I was like who thinks of this stuff who's like you know what is real and he Pops in on a robbery and he's just about to fuck somebody up. Like I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love. There's a part in the trailer where he, uh, where he's eating the candy cane and it's like into the sharp point and he uses it as a weapon. Uh, because I think every kid ever that has eaten a candy cane and got that point at the end has always thought, man, this would be a weapon. Um, <laughs> So that's uh, that's pretty neat. Like I said, we we plan to try to go watch that so that we can review that next week as one of our movies here on the show. And uh, some other Christmas horror, if you're looking to watch, there's a movie called The Children from 2008 that's available for free to watch on the Roku channel. And it's also on Tubi, Voodoo and Plex. And it says a relaxing Christmas vacation turns into a terrifying fight for survival as the children begin to turn on their parents. I'm telling you what, uh, scary children are the creepiest thing in the world. And uh, so uh, but uh, every episode, we'll we'll drop a few little kind of outside the norm at Christmas, horror, spooky things to watch. Uh, I've I've never heard of the movie The Children. I uh, you ever heard of it?
0: I've I've never heard of it. Um, but the synopsis sounds familiar. I feel like I've I've heard that somewhere. So, uh, I'm sure I'm sure I've seen it. i have not seen the movie, but I'm sure I've seen it like scrolling through some t- Tubi or whatever.
1: Yeah, I I uh, man, I tell you what, you know, we always say cute is creepy. Um, yeah. and that can apply to kids as well. Uh, you know, kids <laughs> kids can be little devils. Uh, But let's take a quick break, catch our breath, and we'll come back with our review of Black Christmas from 1974. Silent Night, Evil Night.
0: (coughs) Starring Olivia (coughs) Hussey.
1: Cure Delay. movie doesn't make your skin crawl. It's on too tight. Silent Night, Evil Night. Rated R. Okay. Uh, And let's talk Black Christmas. Uh, If you'd like to watch it, and I highly advise you do. It is available for free on the Roku channel. It's also on Tubi. Uh, It can be purchased on Vudu. And it is on Peacock with a subscription. Uh, It says, during their Christmas break, a group of sorority sisters are stalked by a stranger. Uh, It stars Margot Kidder. Who was in *Amityville Horror* and, of course, played Lois Lane in *Superman*? Uh, John Saxon, who was in *Nightmare on Elm Street*, he played Nancy's dad. Olivia Hussey, who was in *Psycho 4 as Norma Bates, and she was in *It*. Uh, the movie was originally not well received, but it has gained, gained a huge cult following uh, as horror kind of progressed and developed. Because uh, this is, I mean, this is you know pretty early in, in kind of the slasher film genre. Uh, many believe it is, is a classic, uh, and fans and critics seem to, to like it a little more than when it was. First released. Uh, it is a kind of a, one of the first seasonal slasher movies. But but Christmas has been a theme in in horror movies and scary movies many, many times. Uh, Ike, let's have a little discussion here about this. A, a, a Christmas Carol is sometimes considered to be kind of spooky, horror-esque uh, by many. Of course, there's, you know, ghosts in, in visiting and and, uh, you know, there's a, an adaptation going back to 1921 where the ghosts visiting Bob Marley are a little more scary and introspect than introspective. Uh, I, I, what do you think of that? Because I, I know I have seen some versions of, of a Christmas Carol when I was a kid that did kind of creep me out and spook me if the ghosts were scary enough. So I can see how a lot of, like a lot of literature, I mean, I've read, you know, Christmas Carol too, how a lot of literature right. was a little darker and, you know, then it was kind of adapted and softened up over the years. But I, I don't know if I, I quantify it as, as horror straight up, but I mean, I think it's kind of the same vein as how we discussed, like, a, about Wizard of Oz and even some of the old, you know, universal movies and, and monster movies that, Certain takes on Christmas Carol. Yeah, I, I could see how it could be considered, a, you know, kind of I don't know what you would call it, you know, primitive horror type movie. What do you think?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think that. I, I mean, so I'll, I'll be completely honest. When I first read like the Christmas Carol, like the book, it, it, it you kind of do get I would say like. A little bit of a weird vibe from it especially when you read like some of the more like original versions of it versus some of the more like not to say watered down but some of the more watered down stuff but when you read that original version it does sort of come across uh, maybe a little more spooky right i've not really watched any old versions of it like the film adaptations um, i've obviously watched like the jim carrey animated one Um, you know i've watched a, a dozen different versions of like the Christmas Carol, you know, story and whatnot, but yeah, no, I would definitely say when you read the original book, um, it, it does kind of come across that way, especially if given the right context. Um, so, but I could definitely see where you're coming from. Like you said, we we even kind of talked about how these, you know, these monster movies aren't very scary today, but given the time in which they were released, it's probably a little spooky. Um, but no, yeah, I think if I watch the original, original Christmas Carol from, what did you say, 1921, mm-hmm. it'd probably be a little weird looking. Yeah. I mean, you know,
1: the thing is this. I, every time I put it out there and, and, I, and I, you know, online or a, a Twitter poll or whatever, there's so many people that that really, I don't know, get a little standoffish, right? When we like with the Wizard of Oz discussion. Like, oh, that's definitely not horror. There's nothing horrible. And I'm like, you have to take it with context, though, right? Yes. Compared to Terrifier two, now, yeah, it's not really horror, right? It's not. <laughs> it's not that kind of movie. But take into context what we're talking. I mean, the Christmas Carol I think was written in the late eighteen hundreds. At yeah. that time, whether we were just ghost stories and 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 things like that, yeah, it's it's a, it's spooky. It's a ghost story. By that accounts, it's quote unquote horror, right? It, it's not what we think of horror now, but it's it's kind of where it started, right? It's it's yeah. that's what th- these, you know, all the creatures and and most of the creations that we see in horror, movies, a lot of them have just spun out of old, you know, folk tales and and urban legends and 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 campfire stories and things like that. That's and they've grown and evolved over years and 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 so, so I think there's definite roots there, uh, for Christmas Carol, uh, to be considered horror, you know, in, in context with the times it was it was written and, and made. Uh, but Black Christmas was one of the first that gave the audience that, uh, the killer point of view in filming uh, Peeping Tom from 1960 is, is credited as being the first to do it. And we'll discuss here more in a minute when we discuss uh, uh, what we personally thought about it. But it, it definitely got that. You definitely got a lot. And it certainly seems that what you would later see like in in the 1978 Halloween that, you know, seeing it from the point of view of the killer. Right. Uh, the, the story is loosely based on Canadian serial killer Wayne Bowden. Uh, the original title was proposed to be Silent Night, Evil Night, which I'm sure there has been half a dozen movies made with that title since then. <laughs> uh, there was recently a book published called It's Me, Billy, The Black Christmas Revisited. It's a nonfiction book about the movie and filming. Um, and I do believe and I don't have a lot of details, but I do believe if you go on YouTube, there are uh, some fan made sequels uh, to this. The, the original film uh, that kind of keep in line with it. And, and, and from what I've heard, they're pretty, pretty good. Uh, but before we really dive into the movie, like let's talk a little more about just Christmas horror movies in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we're going to be talking about these a lot this month, uh, there's a movie called who slew Auntie Rue <laughs> It's often considered the first horror Christmas movie It was produced in the UK and released in 1971. Uh, utilizing elements of Hansel and Gretel, Auntie Rue featured a witchy Shelly winters. And while taking place during a Christmas party, the film is more about our fear of elderly women than of the holiday season. Um, I again, let's let's, let's let's quote it again. Cute is creepy, and right. Old women sometimes are awful and cute, but they can often they are some of the best horror protagonists that I've ever seen in in a shows and movies. Is so when you have this cute old woman who you think so harmless, and then she's really really evil. Um, I have never never seen who slew Auntie Rue. That's just a fun thing to say. Uh, <laughs> I, I I any chance you've seen that or heard heard much about it?
0: Uh, absolutely not. I I've, I've never. Uh, ne- <laughs> Who slew Auntie Rue? Good Lord Jesus. Okay, uh, no, I've never, I've never heard of that. That's just
1: yeah. Who I comes mean, what's
0: up with these names?
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. Who slew Auntie Rue is almost right up there with the fun to say as Gobble Gobble motherfucker. That might be the that might be the December version of that.
0: Right. <laughs> uh,
1: but anyway, uh, and then the movie Tales from the Crypt from 1972 is credited as being the first horror movie to depict the killer in a Santa suit. And yes, for those of you who are thinking, it is that Tales from the Crypt, right? This was a anthology, British anthology film made in 1972 that I have seen. Uh, it's, it's been a while, but I have seen this. Uh, that had, I think it was five five uh, little you know, bits or whatever you want to call segments, segments, uh, based on some of the old EC comics. And in one of them, there was a Christmas-based one where the killer is, is dressed up as Santa. So that's often considered the first horror movie that depicts Santa, a killer in a Santa suit. And then uh, Silent Night, Bloody Night from 1972 is often credited as the first theatrical horror movie that was made and released in the U.S. Uh, so that beat uh, Black Christmas out by a couple of years. So there's a, a little background on, on Christmas horror movies. Like, Now let's talk about Black Christmas uh, in general. What did you think of Black Christmas from
0: 1974? You know, um, so when I watched it, like, I, OK, so let me preface by saying, that this is not the only black Christmas there. Are, there are no. three of these. Um, there's yes. this one, which is from the seventies. There is one from the early two thousands that has like uh Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it, who plays, uh, what is her name? Ramona flowers from Scott Pilgrim risk of the world. Yes. Um, But then you also have the one that I have seen, which is black Christmas from like 2019, I think. Yes. Which. So just as a comparison, the, the 70 70s version versus the 2019 version they're they're not even the same no like it's so weird so i went into this i tried to like block out the 2019 version but i'm thinking to myself i probably would have preferred like a more true to form remake because i love slasher content right because obviously you know black christmas is a slasher-esque movie um it's in that ballpark it's in that field i love slasher um, so definitely going into this, I, I was like, OK, I'm assuming this is a slasher movie, unless it's going to be more like the remake. I don't know. But 100 uh, percent, I, I did enjoy it. It was uh, very it was definitely one of those movies where, I, you know, I've never seen it before. It's from the 70s. You have to go into it with, you know, your expectations managed because, you know, 70s horror movies have a very a very particular taste, if you will um and, and it's an acquired taste so you know went into it expectations managed and i enjoyed it i really did i enjoyed it it was a fun little slasher fest um you know i i kind of figured out who the killer was I, I would say uh immediately after a very bad session of playing the piano um <laughs> I, I pretty much immediately knew who the killer was, but other than a little bit of predictability, I think that the movie pretty did a pretty good oh. job.
1: Oh, ho oh, oh, ho! Hey, ho! Oh. so did you not, did you not watch all the way up through to the credits and everything?
0: Well, yeah, I watched the credits and there's like somebody else in the house. Um, that, yes. P- yeah.
1: Okay. So Peter is not the killer. The, the, really? the, the, it is not the piano guy. See, that is what they lead you to believe. And she, she killed him thinking he was, But there is there is somebody still in the attic. And Mm -hmm. Um, as as it pans out and the credits start to roll, the phone rings again. So the 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 killer is actually someone named Billy. And it is the Billy that he speaks of. The thing is about this movie, and this might actually even change your context a little bit of it. The the movie never really explains who Billy is. Never explains why he's a killer, what he's doing there, who he's why he's targeting these people. They, They mentioned Billy and Agnes or whatever in the movie. Yeah, they don't explain who the hell Agnes is or what this all <laughs> is. It's it's very odd how it doesn't do that. And it leaves it all hanging. And it's definite. But in the end, you you, you see that she's laying there and she's sedated and and everything. And everybody leaves except for like one officer and whatever else. And and yes, you see, though, uh, that, uh, yeah, he, he's still in the attic. The, the killer is still in the attic. And that uh, the Peter guy, the, the boyfriend, the piano player guy is not actually the killer. If that's what they want you to believe, or whatever. But they they pull the little the little twist right at the very very end as the credits are going, and um, yeah, they they throw they throw that loop in there, and huh. and, and I don't know the objective behind that or what that was what that was meant to be, and why. Like I said, it just leaves it very open ended. Again, I in this day and age, and if this movie were released and did this, it would get it would get ripped apart because <laughs> people do not like it that open ended, right? Right. And, and it makes you feel that, you know, I don't know if they were hoping to do a sequel that would dive more into it. I don't know. But it, it is that that part of it's very odd. And uh, as the story goes, yes, the Peter was that was the logical the logical choice. And that's what they, you know, wanted you to think that had happened. But no, he's not actually the killer. And uh, and, huh. and I only know this because I've read a little bit of it and I've seen the movie multiple times. Uh, when you first watch it, yeah. If you're not if you're not watching, you you may not even catch
0: that. So, um. Yeah. Now that you say that, I'm sitting here thinking to myself. Well, I guess that, like you said, that just creates more questions, cause I, cause I mean, don't worry, I still enjoyed it. But now I'm thinking to myself, so you just killed the, the this dude who I mean I thought he was a killer the whole time, but I did it, too. Yeah. It, but you're right, because at the end, and that phone started ringing. I I wondered if that was like. I, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Maybe I just wasn't watching it close enough because I was thinking to myself, oh, it's just part of the credits or something. But no, I mean, the phone's still ringing and the guy's still there. So obviously that means that, because they didn't find the two bodies in the attic, which was like no. that.
1: No, no, the, they're still there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, hmm. I mean, yeah, like I said, it's a little peculiar. And I, and again, I mean, being in 1974, you know, they did not feel like they had to wrap everything up in a nice little package, I'm assuming. And uh, they just wanted you to, I guess had that that last little final gasp of, oh, gosh, they didn't really get the killer. He's still there. Oh, no. And and, and everything. But uh yeah, it was. A little, and, and again, it, it it's a little odd, a little peculiar, leaves a lot of questions in the air. It doesn't take away from the fact that it is a pretty, you know, it's a fairly enjoyable movie to watch. It, it's pretty fun. Um, I, I'm a sucker for, you know, cheesy kind of slasher movies like this that that don't have to make a lot of sense. Right. I mean, this is a lot of open ended questions. I get that. But you know, I'm, I'm a fan of, of movies like this. These are, these are fun watches for me. These are movies that I don't go into it thinking, Oh, all right. I got to sit there and think deep. Right. And I got to really pay <laughs> attention. It's, it's the kind of movie that you just want to sit there and you just, you know, you just, you just enjoy, right. You kind of get lost in for a bit. And, and, uh, you know, and this, again, the kills aren't super dramatic or whatever else, but it, it was 1974. There was only so much they could do. And, um, <laughs> you know, there was there was definitely some dated stuff in the movie. Uh, that, that was kind of you know makes you chuckle a little bit. The the I'm not sure what uh, her what the term is for her, but the the lady the, the that was living with them that was kind of their house mom or whatever you want to call her was right. a, I mean a raging alcoholic. She had <laughs> Sh- sherry hit it every, hit it everywhere. I mean in the in the toilet bowl and everywhere else. And but but she was you know a nice lady and was very good to the the, the girls there. I guess. Um, and you know, the one dad whose daughter was mission missing was kind of, <laughs> aghast at that everything going on in this sorority house, I don't know what he thought of sorority house in the seventies. You know, when you put, you know, college aged kids away from home for the first time, what he thought was going to happen, but you know, uh, there was some, some art and some things and, and the sorority moms kind of had a vulgar mouth. And so he was a little taken aback by all this stuff, but.
0: Um, yeah i was gonna say it it definitely played into a lot of those like tropes of like i honestly i would just say just 70s movies in general yeah because you kind of have to think that in the 70s that that was like you know reeling off of the the 60s and you know peace and love you know for everybody type stuff so you know you had those you know people who were returning from because that's also post-war so i think it definitely Played into like the time period, 100%. Um, yeah, yeah. But no, I did notice that too. Though he was very much, you know, oh, clutch my pearls. What's going on?
1: <laughs> yeah, a, a little much at times or whatever. But uh, you know, then I, 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 I kind of I enjoyed the bumbling desk sergeant, who was kind of the guy that kind of he kind of <laughs> unraveled everything there at the end uh, with by you know being specifically told don't tell her the calls from in the house, and he finally did, thinking it was his own. Now granted he did it thinking it was his only way to keep her you know from leaving the house or right. from a, or a, from staying not staying in the house whatever it might be because she was going to go find her friend but um but you know he was kind of a he was kind of a doof but uh you know John Saxon was great in it he's he's good in everything that I you know that he's in I very much enjoyed him um but you know like I said it was a fun movie uh, it's one of those movies that you know would be fun to watch uh you know every year you know around christmas uh, you did mention that, that there were two remakes. We did have a Twitter poll up uh, based on the three films. Which was your favorite version? And uh, overwhelmingly, the 1974 version one was 74 percent. And then the 2006 version had 16 percent and the 2019 had 10. So overwhelmingly, uh, our Twitter followers, at least, uh, <laughs> preferred the 1974 version. Uh, a lot of that might be that you know maybe it was the first one they saw. And uh, you know that, like you said, the other two don't don't really stick stick to the plan here of the first one. And uh, yeah,
0: I was gonna say the the newer one, the 2019 one, it, it has like a whole like supernatural thing to it. I Obviously, I'm not no spoilers, but just know if you watch it, it it's nothing like the originals. But from what I can tell, and I've not watched the 2000 like four version, that one looks a little bit more true to form. It's more slasher than supernatural, but yeah. The newer ones more supernatural than slasher.
1: Yeah, I, I do think there's something. There was something a little refreshing almost about seeing a, you know a slasher type movie with a you know with a serial killer type in it, who was pretty much just straight up a serial killer, right? Just yeah. just a person, not a not masked, uh, no no supernatural, no you know no. I mean, it, it, don't get me wrong, I love all that. That's that is absolutely in my wheelhouse, but there is something, you know, sometimes just Humans alone are creepy enough and and evil enough. And so, you know, like I said, and uh, that kind of did play into the fact that they didn't give a backstory on this Billy. They didn't give, you know, why he did it or everything else. Um, Now, I do think it would have been a lot of fun had they had the chance to do another that maybe did explore uh, why, you know, did he have a tie to that house, that building, maybe something to that effect, you know. And I'm not saying again, nope, not over the top. But just giving some basis because even you know the 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 most evil of humans that are serial killers, there's still usually uh, there's there's usually some triggers <laughs> there, right? There's there's right. something, and um, so maybe you know, like I said, it might have been fun if if they had gotten to do another, and 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 again, there are some fan films out there that I think dive into that, and explore it, um, but uh, but overall, like I said, it was a fun movie. Uh, I you know I like I like Margot Kidder. Uh, because she'll always be Lois Lane to me. Always, 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 uh, you know, she was in the Christopher Reeves Superman uh, movies. And uh, every time I see her, that's what I envision. But uh, uh, she was a, she was a feisty win in this one, right? She, <laughs> she liked to drink a lot. She liked to cuss a lot. Uh, she was giving it right back to the, uh, to the moaner on the phone, which was, you know, supposed to be Billy, same guy. Um, and, the, you know, that's the thing. The reason he knew all this about The the abortion that the the girl was going to have and and everything going on is because he was in the house right overhearing all this uh, and everything. So. uh, But again, it was a fun movie. So uh, Ike, out of five screams, what would you give uh, Black Christmas from 1974?
0: Oh, Lord, I think this is going to be one of those middle of the road ones, Um, you know, nothing spectacular, nothing, you know, super crazy, nothing super bad. So I'm just going to give it a solid uh, three streams out of five.
1: Yeah, I agree. I,
0: I I I I'm gonna give it
1: three. I, I thought about dropping it down to maybe two and a half just because because it it left so much open ended. But then I thought, you know what, that you know is that just me thinking with my mind now of uh you know how movies have to tell everything, or if we don't tell it in the movie, then someone's got to <laughs> write a book or something to explain it all. Um, you know, in in 1974 again, I I don't I just don't think that was necessary, right? They didn't care, right? That much. And and you didn't always have to do it. So but I uh, I enjoyed it. Right. I I had fun watching it. So uh, I'm also going to give it a three screams out of five. Uh, So if you're out there and you want to watch some Christmas holiday uh, viewing, I I would put this on the list. I think this is a fun one to watch. Uh, And like I said, the next episode, we're going to talk. We're going to hopefully just review Violent Night, the new movie coming up, uh, coming out on December 2nd. And we're also going to review Silent Night Deadly Night from 1984, another classic Christmas slasher that I'm looking forward. to. I don't believe I've ever seen this one. Uh, if I have, it's been a while. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to diving into that another cheesy uh, classic <laughs> Christmas slasher movie. Um, yeah, I've
0: never I've never seen that either. So I I am excited for it. And actually, I just pulled it up. And in Silent Night Deadly Night, um, the the synopsis says Little Billy. Damn it, what's up with everybody being named Billy? I, uh,
1: I don't know. Apparently, I guess they just went with a common, uh, is that supposed to be an innocent-sounding name, right, Billy? I, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I guess we're going to find out, right?
1: <laughs> Perhaps there was a sequel to Black Christmas. We just didn't realize it, right? Maybe this is the same guy.
0: Yeah, Silent Night, Daily Billy. Now, y'all didn't know that? No,
1: I'm kidding. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I believe, doesn't it say something about... Uh, Read read, read that. Read the little the synopsis of it.
0: Yeah. So this is from IMDb, folks. So little Billy witnesses his parents getting killed by Santa after being warned by a senile grandpa that Santa punishes those who are naughty. (laughs) Now, Billy is 18 and out of the orphanage and he has just become Santa himself.
1: I, I like everything about that. That sounds I mean, you know, grumpy grandpas and that are trying to scare children and santa's killing parents and then the avenging kid oh i like everything about this there there's, 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 is you know traumatized children that grew up to be uh serial killers and slasher movies are fun so i'm looking forward to that maybe there won't be so many open-ended questions uh with with this little billy
0: What well, one can hope one, one can hope
1: <laughs> so again we will review that movie next week and then hopefully like we said violent night as well so so, Ike, right, before we get out of here, uh, anything else you want to say to the listeners or, or or close with?
0: The only possible thing that I could think to close with, and I think it's very important that I say this to everyone, and it's a question that's for the ages, for as long as time, for as long as all things that can be. I'm trying to find the, the name of that movie, Who Slew Auntie Rue? That's the <laughs> question that we'll ask for the rest of our lives.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing by the course of the other discussion in the other movies that maybe Billy slew Auntie roo. <laughs> maybe not this Billy, maybe not that Billy, but probably a Billy, apparently. Because apparently in, in Christmas slasher movies, they're all Billy's. All Billy's. <laughs> Who slew Auntie Roo? <laughs> that is.
0: I the, just I just is, checked there's no Billy in that movie. Well,
1: <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. <laughs>
0: pray somebody Jesus Christ
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah you know we, we spent all of November saying gobble, gobble motherfucker but we're going to we're going to spend all of December with who slew somebody put that on a shirt because I think I need that one to go with my my gobble gobble shirt that I still think I need to get so All right well uh I think that's all we can get out of this one. (laughs) I don't think there's any more to be said. So until next episode, thank you for listening. And wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares.